and your element bonus episodes are my way of thanking my patrons supporting me over on patreon.com slash in your element. My goal is to create additional content and deliver it to them a week before everybody else gets it. If you'd like to receive these bonus episodes early, as well as all future main episodes, consider showing your support on my Patreon page. As a patron, all of your episodes will also be ad-free. Other perks include access to Patreon-exclusive roles in the In Your Element Discord server, as well as being eligible for periodic giveaways. If you enjoy the show, join other elementalists in supporting at the $1 level or above on patreon.com slash inyourelement. Now, on to the show. Welcome to another bonus episode of In Your Element, a gaming podcast. As always, I'm your host, Matthew Adler. Today, I'm joined by my friend, Eric Manning. Eric, how are you doing? Doing very well. Hello. Welcome back. Uh, you, my indie friend, are uh, are going to be discussing the recent Nintendo Nindies Showcase Spring 2019 that just wrapped up earlier this week. Uh, so, without further ado, uh, I'd just like to take a moment to let everyone know where you can find me online. My website is inyourelementpodcast.com. Find me on Instagram at inyourelementpodcast, on Twitter at IYEpodcast. And if you have any questions for the show, email me at hello at inyourelementpodcast.com. I'll answer your questions on the next episode of In Your Element. So Eric, uh, I brought you on today so we could break down the Indies showcase that was shown off. Um, There were 18 games overall that were shown during the presentation. Um, I think it was uh, a lot better than the UK one that was uh, in January. I think we can both agree there was quite a few more uh, interesting games. Yeah, this one was like overwhelmingly good. Yeah. Uh, I noticed that there was a like apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic, uh, post-apocalyptic vibe that was kind of uh, ran through a lot of these games, which is interesting. But um, what I'd like to do is just take a few minutes to uh, give our thoughts on the games uh, that we saw during the presentation and uh, kind of just go from there. So let's jump right in. The first game that they opened up with was um, highly anticipated, something that people were hoping would come to Switch, and finally it did, and that's Cuphead, uh, which, uh, if you know, is a Microsoft exclusive. So it's great to see the partnership continuing between Nintendo and Microsoft and then bringing Mm -hmm. over one of the most popular games on the Xbox One in Cuphead. So uh, just for those who are not familiar, Cuphead is a uh, it's a brutally hard side scrolling shoot 'em up uh, that'll have you taking on a number of bosses before settling the score with the devil himself. So the main character, um, Cuphead. Uh, basically, in the beginning, he uh, sells his soul to the devil, and uh, you're basically fighting. It's it's a, a lot of boss battles, basically, uh, that you're going through. These really uh, difficult fights. Uh, it is a very, very brutal game to get through, but it's offset by this beautiful hand-drawn artwork that's like 1930s-era cartoons. So uh, think back to yeah, like, it looks beautiful. Mm-hmm, like the early Disney cartoons with Mickey. It's a, a, that, that same animation style. And they've got this beautiful live jazz soundtrack that accompanies it. So it's uh, it's very fun and and uh, lighthearted, but at the same time, it's a very difficult game. Uh, what are your thoughts yeah. on on seeing this for the first time? Uh, yeah, so I've seen I've seen clips of Cuphead in the past. I've never played it, but it it looks it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, it does look like a lot of fun. It's it's super interesting to see the partnership that Nintendo has with Microsoft now because this was a like you know we were talking about how this is a 
uh, was a Microsoft exclusive game that now they're bringing over. Mm-hmm. It looks really cool. Definitely looks like something I'll end up picking up. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it looks, I mean, from our conversations, it seems like it's going to be a pretty challenging mm-hmm. game to get through, yeah. but that might be the whole fun of it all. Yeah. And uh, of course, they've got co-op, which is uh, w- one thing that Cuphead was was pretty popular for. You've got your sidekick mm-hmm. Mugman, who's like a little blue guy. And uh, you can yeah, do the mm, couch co-op, which is perfect for the Switch, um, especially because of the portability. You can just pop off each of those Joy-Con and hand it over to your friend and you guys can play together. Uh, so very excited for this one. Um, Cuphead is available to pre-purchase today on the Nintendo eShop and it will be releasing on April 18th. So not that far away. Not far. It's exciting. Yeah. Uh, second game that they showed off is a squad-based uh, turn, uh, excuse me, squad-focused turn-based strategy game called Overland. So in this game, you'll be traveling across a post-apocalyptic United States headed for the West Coast. As you travel westward, things will become much weirder and all characters and levels encountered are randomly generated. So what are your thoughts mm. on this one? This one actually reminds me of a, I think you and I have talked about this one before, a mobile game that I played um, called... Uh, uh, what was it? Something on the road to Canada. Yeah. Um, what was that? What like De- Death what Road to Canada or something? Yeah, thank you. Death Road to Canada. Yeah. So it kind of gave me the, um, like that kind of vibe when they were playing through mm-hmm. it. Which, by the way, Death Road to Canada is also now on Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does remind me a lot of that. Seems really interesting. I like that the characters are randomly generated. Mm-hmm. So that rogue style is, seems really fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it looks it looks interesting. I don't know if I'm gonna pick this one up though. Mm-hmm. This wasn't one of the ones that really like got me excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, but it it does look pretty cool. Yeah, I feel the same. It, it I, I like the isometric art style. Um it, it mm-hmm. looks nice, it's very clean. Um, I, it's definitely going to be worth noting, um, some more gameplay footage when we see that, if it's, if it's worth picking up. So for now, this is yeah, kind of, a, yeah, kind of want to wait and see. So, uh, this game is going to be coming out this fall on Nintendo switch. So look forward to that one. Uh, mm-hmm. next game that they showed off is one of my most anticipated games. Uh, and that is mm-hmm. my friend Pedro. So this is a hyper stylish game that's being published by devolver digital. Um, who you you may know have been putting out some really good uh, indie games lately, including the most recent one, Ape Out, which you and I have both played through. Uh, So this looks very good. You're going to be basically they they call it like a violent ballet experience. You're jumping and flipping and skating around enemies and just pulling off these insane over the top uh, executions of of various enemies with different weapons. Uh, You know, when they went when they were showing this one, you know what I thought of? Hmm. I was thinking a way more intense version of the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, with all the bullets, like the <laughs> slow motion and bullet dodging and stuff. Yeah, yeah, this looks like a like so, a brutal version of the Matrix. Yeah, so it's like the Matrix style, but way more intense. Yeah, <laughs> yes, and uh, it looks like there's going to be some humor in there. You've got basically like a sidekick that's a, a talking banana who pops in periodically. So uh, that should be interesting. interesting. Yeah, this looks like yeah. it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, this is a console exclusive to Nintendo Switch, so it will be coming to PC as well. Uh, but as far as consoles go, you're only going to be able to get this one on Nintendo Switch. And that also comes out on April 18th with a pre-purchase. Um, excuse me. That one is not April 18th. I think that one 
is a mistake. That's actually coming out this summer. Um, but there is pre-purchase availability for that. Uh, so on to the next game, which is NeoCab. And uh, NeoCab looks interesting. It's basically uh, you're the last human driver that's in a dystopian future that's overrun by robots and automation. Uh, you're essentially a, a like an Uber driver driving the streets of Los Ojos, which is a fictional city in California. And you'll be picking up various characters and they all have their own unique story arcs. So your goal is to build up your rating as a driver while trying to f- save your friend uh, Savvy from an evil mega corporation. What are your thoughts on this one? I thought that the art style on this one was very beautiful. Mm-hmm. I like the the take that they went on this one. I want to see more of this, this game though. I, I it was very interesting to walk or to go through this um, to see what they had to show on this game, and I want to know more about it. Yeah, I think that's where I'm at with this game. It does seem interesting, but. I just don't know how or where I'm at with on this game. Yeah, I do want to see some more gameplay. I love the art. The art style is beautiful. It's like very, mm-hmm. um, very synth wave looking, like very neon yeah. colors. Um, it looks mm-hmm. like a, a very much would fit in like the Blade Runner universe. Um, oh, very, yeah. very futuristic. And um, every everybody's got like the crazy haircuts and neon colors and yeah. just clothing that doesn't quite make sense. But if that's where we're headed in the future, then uh, I guess I'm I'm on board. But yeah, I'd like to I see. I feel like this song like just drives a heavy heavy saxophone song just playing yeah, in the background. Absolutely, yeah that that's that's a must with synthwave and just crazy right? crazy outrun music. So cool. That's uh, that's coming out this summer on Nintendo Switch. Uh, next game they showed off was the Red Lantern. So this one looks very interesting. Um, you're basically mm-hmm. taking control of a pack of dogs as you train them to participate in the Iditarod, which is um, Alaska's famous dog sledding gauntlet. And this is a roguelike story-driven adventure game. You're going to be tending to your dogs, healing your wounds, and trying to avoid the danger found in the wild tundras as you work towards your goal of finishing the race. And they also mentioned that they're going to support gyroscopic control in handheld mode. So if you want to, you can drive the dogs with your Switch uh, just moving your hands around, which is kind of cool. Um, this one uh, you mentioned you really liked. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, yeah. I I thought it was super intriguing when they first started talking about it. You know, I've never really seen a game with dog sledding in it before, mm-hmm. so I was interested to see where their take was on this, like where they're going to go with it. Right. Um, which I still am. I want to see more gameplay. I want to see more of what they have, but I feel like from their... Um, from their trailer, I actually would be really interested in picking this game up. I want to know more about it. I, um, it looks fun. It, it definitely, from what I've seen of it so far, it looks like in a really fun game. Um, it's more than just dog sledding, though. From from what I, we saw from the trailer, mm-hmm. which is cool. Yeah. So, like, there was a there moment where there was like a bear attack. Yeah, that was insane. It was crazy. And then you have to fight off the bear and you have to heal yourself. You have to heal Mm -hmm. your dog. So Mm -hmm. there's definitely more to the game than just dog sledding, of course. Yeah. So I think that that's where they really interested me more. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like, cool, I'm just on a path and I have to go somewhere. No, there's more to it than that. Yeah. So it seems very interesting. It seems really cool. Mm -hmm. And it's a different take Mm -hmm. um, to to other games that we've seen so it's really cool yeah it kind of reminds me of uh, a bit of firewatch uh which is like a first person view adventure game i think it's going to be like that but with a obviously a much different story uh but yeah it looks great so uh the red lantern 
is uh, racing onto your Switch later this year. So stay tuned for that. Uh, next one that they showed off was Darkwood. So Darkwood's a uh, procedurally generated survival horror experience. Um, this game is played from a top-down perspective with a limited field of vision. You'll be exploring during the day, crafting weapon, crafting weapons, preparing traps, and fortifying your hideout before the night falls. Uh, so this looks like uh, interesting. It looks very, very slow-paced. Um, they, they did say it's kind of a slow-burn horror game. Um, it sounds like the developers said they're not going to have any jump scares. They're more so looking to make you feel really uncomfortable the whole time, just kind of this sense of unease. What do you think about yeah, this? that's cool. I think that's cool. I think depending on the price tag on this one, I'd be interested in picking it up. Mm-hmm. I don't want the. I hope it's not like it's going to be something that's overpriced for what they're what they're saying that this game's going to be. Yeah. Of course, there could be more to this game than what they um, shared with us during the announcement. Yeah. But for me, I think, of course, depending on the price, I can. I, I'm interested to see more about this game. Yeah. Um, this feels like a twenty dollar game. I think it'll probably come in at that 19.99 price point. Yeah. And I would be okay with that. Yeah. So that comes out in May. That's Darkwood. Uh next game up looks very intriguing and it is called Katana Zero. So this is a yes. stylish action platformer that features hyper fast movement and sword play. Your character's got the ability to manipulate time, um but you and enemies also are defeated in a single hit, so you have to be very precise uh with your movement. Um, it does revolve highly around time travel and slowing down time. So the whole premise is you're trying to get through this level without taking a hit. And if you do take a hit, you get warped back to the very beginning, essentially rewinding time automatically. And then um, you you have to get your way through these uh, platforming puzzles and enemy mazes. And then uh, once you get through to the end, there's like a, they showed a little segment of um, like a, a therapist appointment or something. And you can kind of choose your dialogue there. And so there's going to be some interesting like in-between moments between these um, hyper-fast gameplay times. What do you think of this? This one seems really cool. I'm really excited for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I can t- tell it's going to be one of those frustrating games to play. Yeah, You get hit once and you have to go all the way back to the beginning. Right. So it's definitely going to be frustrating to play through this one. But I'm this one should be really cool. Um, I like the whole time traveling aspect to it mm-hmm. and i like the challenge that they're putting on this one yeah where one hit and you have to you know you're basically you're dead mm-hmm. if you get hit even once yeah so it's definitely you know you have to have a lot of strategy a lot of patience i think going through this game yeah, yeah. but it should be really fun yeah it seems kind of like a a 2d like side scrolling hotline miami in a sense just like really super fast action and then yeah, that, that like high absolutely. risk, high reward gameplay. So Katana Zero, um, also the art style is beautiful. It's got a lot of neon colors in this one. Um, kind of a 2D pixelated, a uh, little bit little bit more modern pixel art. Looks good though. Mm-hmm. So that's coming on uh, April 18th and that's available to pre-purchase beginning today. Uh, next game looks great. This one's called Rad. This is uh, yeah, coming from Double cool. Fine. And uh, in this game, you're going to be navigating a neon soaked post-apocalyptic wasteland full of mutated enemies and what they showed uh from the gameplay is it looks like your character can absorb abilities from the enemies and kind of like mutate himself with those uh enemies taking on some of their physical body parts and then uh, you can use them essentially those enemies in combat amongst a variety of other weapons so it's basically kind of an isometric camera view 3d brawler that's got a bunch of different weapons and abilities what do you think of this 
This one seems very interesting. Um, I really, it's almost like this guy, kids in like a radioactive area mm-hmm. that can just randomly mutate into things. Yeah. So it looks like there's going to be a lot of in-depth to this game, which should be really fun, should be really cool. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for it. Um, I'm interested to see all the different types of like mutations that there are. Yeah. I hope that there's going to be some, this is my only reservation. Mm-hmm. I hope that there's going to be some, um, a lot of differences to those mutations. So like you can kind of create your own style of character. That'd be cool. Yeah. I hope that that's where they go with this game. Yeah. Um, I don't want it to be like something like, Oh, everyone's just going to have to mutate and this is where you're going to go with it. Mm-hmm. I hope we get a little bit of a variety here yeah. so we can choose some of our, va- our more favorite, uh, move sets yeah. and skills with it yeah so. they showed quite a few in the trailer so i think with that being said it seems like a, a, a pretty good assumption that there's going to be a lot of different monsters that you can take on so looks like a yeah. very unique game um art style is really cool it's kind of like cell shaded a little bit borderlands looking in a sense mm-hmm. um just uh third person so that is coming to switch this summer and that's called rad uh, next game up is called creature in the well and this is uh, a game that made its world debut today um, at the Nindies Spring 2019 Showcase. Um, not today, but during that, that presentation. So it's a top-down action-adventure game that uh, has a pinball um, kind of aesthetic to it. So um, it's, it's uh, basically you're going to play through a, a character that's got f- access to 15 different weapons. Um, and you're basically slicing and hitting these orbs, these energy orbs that are being fired at you back at different things in the world. Um, so there, it looks basically like a game of pinballs being played and uh, you're kind of like hitting these balls or these energy balls back in certain areas. Um, looks like you're going to be able to play through eight handcrafted dungeons that all have different elements of pinball embedded into them. Uh, what do you think of this one? This one's different. Um, you know, I, I used to play pinball on my computer a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm... I'll probably end up picking this one up as well. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to like it though. Yeah, it looks I want to pick it up cuz I want to see if I'm going to enjoy it, but I I just I can't tell. Right. I feel like this is one of those games you're going to have to play it mm-hmm. just to find out. Yeah, I agree. It looks like I mean it's it's a lot of just slashing kind of the same general like the gameplay looks very much the same across a lot of what they showed. So, mm-hmm. we'll see. Um the art style is very cool though. It's like this really deep black background and then these like very bright neon um kind of colors that are popping out so yeah they definitely did really good job with the artwork yeah. I, I i would agree with you I, I think it looks really cool i just don't know if it's a game yet mm-hmm. I, I don't know if i'll enjoy yeah i guess yeah. that will be a to be continued yeah so uh, creature in the well releases this summer on nintendo switch so check that out if you're interested um next one up is blood roots so this uh this is a top-down action game that the developers uh, described as uh, the world is your weapon. So there's been uh, similar games like Hitman where they kind of tout the same thing of the world is your weapon and you can kind of pick up different things in your environment and use it to assassinate people. This looks very similar, but like on a much crazier level, like they're showing the the in the trailer, the player is using barrels and trees and other items to uh, basically just run amok uh, across this like, Really cool art style, um, very stylized world, uh, taking down enemies. What do you What do you think of Blood Roots? So I'm actually looking at a photo of this one right now, and it's kind of an overview of some guys who are 
killing some people, it looks mm-hmm. like. And I'm just looking at all the different stuff that's within this one photo. Mm-hmm. And it I I'm interested in this game a little bit more now after this photo than I was <laughs> during the trailer. Yeah. Um, like I see some fireworks sitting down mm-hmm. um on a little rock over here, yeah. and I see some just I see a lot of things within this little world right here that I'm interested to see if you could use all of these as a real weapon or not. Right. Yeah. Um so I think I'm gonna end up picking this one up because it looks looks chaotic. Like even just <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it really does. It looks wild. But it looks like it can be a lot of fun if you um you know just go through it and, and find out what stuff you can use as a weapon. Right. Yeah. So that is uh making its way to switch this summer. That's Bloodroots. Um next game they showed off is called Pine. So this looks like one of the more ambitious games. Um definitely uh looks like it could have been a in my opinion, art-wise, it looks like it could have been a AAA game. It's very, very beautiful landscape. Yeah, um, kind of reminded me a bit of uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I mean, much scaled down, oh, yeah. but it's uh, effectively an open-world game. You're going to be exploring six unique biomes. Um, it's got a lot of sword-based combat. There's bow and arrow combat, so a lot of um, a lot of stuff taken from Zelda, it seems. Um, you're going to be scavenging, bartering, harvesting crafting and selling items and there's five factions of creatures that you'll be encountering and uh, everybody sounds like they said will adapt to the choices you make in the world so i'm not sure what that means exactly uh, but this looks like a very ambitious game uh, especially coming from an indie studio what do you think of pine um it looks a lot of fun i would agree with you it looks like the uh, it gave me the feel of a legend of zelda game mm-hmm. When they were playing this trailer, I was expecting to see a scaled down version of a Legend of Zelda game. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it clearly wasn't. But um, (laughs) it it, it, that's the feel that I got playing through this. And I love the Legend of Zelda. So I'm interested to see if this game will be like that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Truthfully, I'll, I'll probably play it. Mm-hmm. I'll probably end up picking this game up, but I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something that that piqued my interest. I'm gonna keep my eyes on it and see yes. kind of what what more like what more the story is about. If it's gonna be you know a, a really deep story rich game, or if it's just gonna be like running around an empty open world fighting stuff. So we'll have to wait and see. That one is uh, coming out this August. That's Pine. Um, the next uh, few games they showed off were. Um, Vlambeer games and I'm going to kind of lump those together because they're very similar. The first one is a uh, super crate box is coming to switch and that's basically a 2d arcade style game. That's uh looks pretty fun. It looks reminiscent of like the arcade Mario brothers a bit. Uh looks like they're going to have multiplayer mode. They said it was exclusive to switch. I I'm not too familiar with super crate box enough to know if that's true or not. That comes out in April. Uh, nuclear throne is a 2d top down roguelike action game set in a post-apocalyptic environment uh, another post-apocalyptic game looks like you can play this one solo or with a friend in co-op and that one's available now on nintendo switch and then the uh, the most interesting one that they showed off of these three is a game that they're uh, calling vlambeer arcade which is basically going to be a collection of arcade games that they'll be adding to over time and the, the first game that it's going to be launching with later this year is a game called Ultra Bugs, which looks kind of like a Space Invaders type game, but also like a twin stick shooter 
um, where you're just going to be kind of like shooting enemy bugs and racking up a high score. So uh, interesting. That's coming out later this year. And um, I'm sure that they're going to release more information as far as what other games are coming out to that one since they're going to be adding to it. Um, do you have any any thoughts on these these few games here? Uh, from my understanding of the games that these that they release, they're always um, fast paced games. Yeah. From my understanding, mm-hmm. um, I, I I mean I haven't I wasn't intrigued enough to say that I'm going to pick one of them up. Yeah. Same. Um, but. The, I mean, maybe if one, the Nuclear Throne was the only one that I could say seemed a little interesting. Mm-hmm. I like the art style on that one a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have much on it. The the um, uh, what the arcade one, the Valmbeer. Yeah, Valmbeer arcade. Val- Valmbeer. It looked a lot like Galaga to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it looked fun looked interesting but again i don't i don't think i'm gonna pick any of them up yeah they look i mean uh, there, there's definitely an audience for the the vlambeer series of games i don't i've never played any of them so i don't really have too much to weigh in on it's nice that they're coming yeah. to switch they'll uh they'll be able to reach a larger audience there so uh definitely yeah. so it's good for them and it's good for the studio sure for sure yeah so uh next up is swim sanity so this is a 2d side scroller uh that is set underwater it looks pretty crazy. There's um, the ability to play with up to four players online or couch co-op in five versus game modes. Uh, the online component they mentioned is going to feature in-game voice chat and a party system, which is nice. And they're all- that's really cool. Yeah, and there's also five worlds to take on in solo mode. Um, and they mentioned that the control schemes that are available are dual stick aiming or motion aiming, depending on your preference. What do you think of this one? This one I thought would be a nice little. Um, like a fun friends game. Yeah, you know, party having, game. having game night and having everyone come over yeah. and play games. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we—that's kind of how I viewed it when I first saw it. Because uh, with a four-player co-op, it seemed like it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, of course, we have a bunch of games right now that just don't get old, like Super Smash Brothers and uh, some others. So. This will just be one more to add to the mm-hmm. to the list of games that we can all play. So yeah, yeah, it looks a lot of fun. Cool. So that is Swim Sanity. That's coming out this summer. Um, next up is Blaster Master Zero Two. So this is the sequel to the uh, indie hit Blaster Master Zero that came out near the launch of Switch. This one they mentioned will be featuring interplanetary travel in this retro style 2D action platformer. Uh, they are also upgrades to Jason, including the ability to counter enemy attacks. Uh, what do you think of Blaster Master Zero Two? So I don't know enough about this game, mm-hmm. just to be honest. Yeah. Um, but it did look interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, not another game that I'll pick up, but well, I might pick it up. I don't know. I don't know enough about it to say whether or not I'll, I I like it or not. Mm-hmm. But I do like the art style of it. Yeah. From what they showed the game, mm-hmm. I really liked how the the gameplay and and how it looked and everything. Yeah. The, the first one got really good reviews uh, early on in the Switch's life cycle, and uh, it was kind of a sleeper hit. A lot of people said this game really got slept on. It's 10 bucks. Same with the second one. Uh, Blaster Master Zero 2 is also $10. So supposedly very fun gameplay. It's uh, very 8-bit style, um, NES-era looking graphics, uh, a little bit more, little bit more um, modernized version of those, but supposedly very fun uh, and that is a game that's a, as available right now so the blaster master 2 10 bucks that's not too bad yeah 
yeah, worth looking into. Uh, next up is Stranger Things 3, the game. So Stranger Things, uh, they just showed off the full season trailer for season three, which is coming out on July 4th. And this is the game tie-in, which is um, interesting that they we're getting uh, game tie-ins again. That was something that happened so much during the 90s and early 2000s mm-hmm. and kind of just went away. But this one's going to be following the events of the, the show. Um, it's a 16-bit isometric action game that features local co-op where you'll solve puzzles and battle enemies as one of 12 playable characters from the show. Uh, are you a fan of Stranger Things on Netflix? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is this something you'd be interested in playing through? Um, I'll honestly, probably. Yeah. It, I like the, um, the art style they chose for this one specifically. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. I, I really like Stranger Things and I don't know. It looks fun. Yeah. It really does. Yeah, look it looks fun. good. I think it'd be, uh, it'd be worth the playthrough. If season three ends up being a good series, a good season of the show, which I'm sure it will be, then this probably be a good game to accompany that. Mm-hmm. So that's coming out yeah, the same day as the season three debut, which is going to be the 4th of July this year. So this summer be a fun game to play through. I got to say, I'll probably watch the show before picking yeah. up the game. Cause I don't want any spoilers. Yeah, me too. I, I feel like <laughs> I don't want the story told through me dying a bunch of times. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'd rather just have it delivered to me first and then enjoy it the second time playthrough. So you watch the show and you're just like, dang it. That's where I died. 80,000 right? times. <laughs> Yeah, it looks fun though. It looks it looks very reminiscent of like uh, Super Nintendo era two player games. Mm-hmm. So, looks like a, a lot of fun. Uh, very retro. Yeah. So, final game they showed was something that came out of nowhere. Something that I don't think anyone was expecting or ever dreamt could happen. Um, and this is a crossover uh, indie game between so Nintendo nice. and a this Brace Yourself Games, which uh, developed the 2015 rhythm-based dungeon crawler Crypt of the Necrodancer. So they showed off a new game called Cadence of Hyrule, um, in which you will join forces with Link and Zelda to take down Hyrule's most dangerous enemies, all to the rhythm of many iconic Legend of Zelda tunes. What did you think of this one? Well, so I'll tell you, I had never heard of Crypt of the Necrodancer Mm -hmm. until they showcased this game. Mm And this is probably one of the games that I'm the most excited for. Mm-hmm. It nobody, I, to your point, nobody was was expecting it. And didn't they mention that during the trailer as well? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it was like a seat. Like nobody knew that this was even coming. Well, yeah, this is the first time Nintendo, in my in my knowledge, the first time they've partnered with a very very small studio like this and given them full access to their IP. So they yeah, they've just wild 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 but it looks cool i will share one small pet peeve that i saw when i when i was watching the gameplay Mm -hmm. it looks like you're almost like hopping like a bunny each time you move yes you are and i'll explain why so crypt of the necrodancer um which is available on switch i believe it's 20 dollars regular price but it does go on sale periodically um in all honesty if you have the ability to play Crypt of the Necrodancer on PlayStation 4 or Xbox One or PC. Um, you can get mm-hmm. them much less expensive there. I picked up Crypt of the Necrodancer for like $2.99 last year oh, um, wow. and played through just a bit of it. Um, I had heard a lot of good things about it. It's basically like a dungeon crawler. But uh, yeah, the reason your character's hopping is because there's music that's playing and you have to actually hop to the beat of the music. 
and that's how you move through the dungeon. Um, and the enemies, no yeah, the enemies all. You, you should check out a trailer after this. The enemies all hop um into in, the beat as well. And uh, from what I remember, if you miss the beat, then you like stumble, and then you, you the enemies like gain ground on you, and you basically have to like fight them to the beat as well as like move to the beat of the song. <laughs> So it's a very, very unique game for sure. And that's why I'm so curious to see this crossover because uh, Legend of Zelda is is a game that you have such free motion for the most part of movement mm -hmm. and now being restricted to having to like play to the beat of a song, um, especially Zelda themed music, I think is going to be really cool. Um, I think a lot of fans are going to be in for a surprise mm -hmm. for with this one yeah. um, that, are, that are expecting like a, you know, a 2D Legend of Zelda game um it's not that it's very much going to be more a spin-off of uh crypt of the necro dancer than it is a mainline zelda game so, so interesting yeah i definitely encourage you to watch a trailer um of cadence of hyrule if you haven't seen this already um and then also crypt of the necro dancer so you can get an idea of what that gameplay looks like uh because yeah, is already uh i have literally a trailer up on my mac as soon as we're done yeah i'm gonna I'm going to check it out. I actually think as a musician, that's really cool. Yeah, I think you'll dig it. It's a it's a cool game for sure. So that's Cadence of Hyrule, and that's coming to Switch this spring. Um, one last thing that they showed off um, during the presentation is uh, they mentioned that there's a big indie sale going on right now on the Nintendo eShop. A uh, lot of great games up there right now. Uh, Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon, Darkest Dungeon, Donut County, Firewatch, Inside, Minute, Moonlighter, Night in the Woods, Salt and Sanctuary. Uh, Yoku's Island Express and plenty more are all on sale. Uh, the sale says up to 30% off, but there's a handful of games in here that are actually 50% off. So if you are looking for an indie game to play through right now, there's a lot of good ones on the eShop uh, at the moment that are priced very well. Um, I just picked up Minute. I played through that. Uh, took just about an hour and 15 minutes. It's a real short game, but very cool concept. It's like a 2D uh, Legend of Zelda style game that's completely black and white and uh, basically your character dies every 60 seconds and respawns back at the house and but whatever you do in the world is persistent so if you like kill an enemy or you you uh, take take down a wall or something that's now taken down for the next run that you have so like you, you're making small little bits of progression and solving puzzles um, but it's like every 60 seconds you reset which is kind of cool so uh, tons hmm. of good stuff out there. Um, any last thoughts on the uh, presentation, Eric? Uh, well, I would say uh, definitely take a look at it, uh, listeners, if you haven't. Uh, check out the uh, the indie games that they have on sale right now as well. I myself have also picked some up. Right now, I'm, I just finished playthrough of The Adventures of uh, Bertman Fiddle, mm -hmm. the episode one and episode two. Um, so those were really fun to go through. Um, they're more like a like a story based game, a puzzler. So you have to basically solve these puzzles while you're going through the story. So it was a really fun game. Nice. But there's definitely a lot more on there that I want to pick up, especially now with the deals that they have going on. So cool. I would suggest uh, going there, checking them out. Wonderful. Well, Eric, thank you so much for joining me on this bonus episode of In Your Element. Where can folks find yeah, you online? For having yeah, me. of course. Um, yeah, best place. Uh, you can find me on my personal Instagram at in the mind of Eric. And that's where I'm most active. Um, I do have my own web design company. So you can always uh, check that out as well. That is 
from edge to edge and the website is from edge to edge.com. I also have an Instagram under that name so people can check it out and, and see what, what I'm all about. Cool. And uh, if you have any questions for the show, email me at the email address. Hello at in your element podcast.com. I'll answer your questions on the next episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple podcasts or whatever podcast service you use to listen to in your element and take a moment to drop a five-star review on iTunes or in the Apple Podcasts app as it helps with discoverability for the show. And if you enjoyed the episode, reminder to visit patreon.com slash inyourelement, support at the $1 level or above to receive all future episodes early and ad-free, gain exclusive access to the In Your Element Discord server to hang out and chat with myself and other elementalists, be eligible for giveaways, attend patron hangouts, and more. Until next time, see you later, elementalists.